Hi there, Fortlakers. Thank you for downloading this brand new episode of Series 3 of the What The Fortlake Podcast. Every week, Rob and I are going to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community, along with some laughs and nonsense from us. Now, before we get started, if you enjoy the show today, there's a few ways that you can support us. Firstly, wherever it is that you get your podcast, please do subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a rating, which goes a long way to making our show more visible to people who may enjoy it. In addition to this, we have a brand new YouTube channel and we're putting out exclusive content every single week. Please do head over there, subscribe, like some of the videos and make sure you hit the notification. There's stuff on there you will not find anywhere else. And that's the only way to make sure that it's beamed directly to your phone the second it comes available. Yeah, we're also really active on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or contact us directly through our dedicated email address. All the info's in our bio. Give us a follow, share with your friends, and come and have a chat with us. If this is the first time that you're listening to us, first off, where have you been? But secondly, we do have a massive back catalogue of shows that are available, including the entirety of Series 1 and 2, free to listen to, and they always will be. There's some great episodes in there that we are very, very proud of. So go on, check them out, and let us know what you think. Yeah, and finally, Rob is still on the fundraising grind on the way to his Berlin Marathon, all in support of Prostate Cancer UK. He's raised over 500 quid so far, and he'll be embarking on some more wacky challenges throughout the year. So support him, keep your eyes peeled, share the story, and get involved where you can. Most importantly, if you can spare some change, then head over to our Just Giving page. The link is in our social media and in our bio. Any donations are gratefully received. How was that, dude? Yes, better every time, mate. Hit the music! Are you alone or a groupie? How do you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy or shoot a black gun? Whatever your ability, this is the place to be. So welcome to the what the fuck they call community. If you're 17, 25, push it 82. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the what the fuck they call Matthew. Hello. Got a game for you. <laughs> you want to play a little game? See, oh, yeah, this is the game. That was quite good, that. That's kind of in line with what I want to do. I'm going to throw some one-liners at you. I want you to tell me what movie they're from. You ready? <laughs> Terrible. Go on. You ready? That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> Crocodile, though. Crocodile Dundee. Very good. Um, roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh what oh what is that from? Oh my god, this is so annoying. Especially because I'm pretty sure I've quoted this on the show already. I don't know. Pass. Back to the future. Clear the corner! Ah, yeah. Um <sighs> what more? It puts the lotion on the skin. Nope. <laughs> what have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds of the lambs, isn't it? I think. I don't know. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 3, Episode 8 of the What The Farley Podcast. My name's Rob. And my name's Matt. Not not film a buff, Matt, apparently. What? Not a film buff. I, I do watch, yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat. Jaws. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Is, that, is that it? Was that what you're building towards? Um, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody what we've got on the show today, Mafu? Yeah, so we've got uh, a bit of a chat with Lee Ryan, five times Guinness World Record holder. Uh, and just before that, we're going to have a bit of a talk about the uh, quirkier of the world, running world records. Um, plans for the summer, we've got some big plans coming up. 
with the podcast. Um, Make that run stuff. A call from Statman John, hopefully. Uh, hopefully we'll get in touch. Good news stories. And then a few thank yous. Thank you. Uh, before we get started, though, buddy, how's your week been, man? You've been injured, haven't you? How are you, how are you getting yeah. on? Uh, same old, same old. Just got the uh, resistance bands. Still, still plodding along with them. Done a bit of refereeing this morning. I, uh, I strapped my ankle up just to to make sure it was all right. It felt all right while I was running, but it's it's aching a little bit now. So uh, maybe I've done a bit too too much, or I don't know. It's uh, it's still getting me down, but uh, we keep plodding on. Mm, plodding being the operative word, I suppose, when you <laughs> yeah. can't run properly, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah it is. Good. Yeah, it's so how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, I've not run either, to be honest. So you're not on your own. Um, oh, yeah. thought, thought thought we had COVID at the start of it. I've just lobbed my pen at the screen. Where's it gone? <laughs> not legit. I just I just got I don't know. I just throw my pen. Oh, it's there. <laughs> it. uh, let's carry on. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I haven't run. Uh, we thought we had COVID at the start of the week. Bit of a cough. Bit of a cold. Mm. Uh, bit of a temperature. Went and got tested, and it wasn't COVID. I think it's just man flu. But whole house has been hit with it. So I can, imagine, I can imagine you're terrible being a, a ill as well. I, I can see you being one of them people. What are you trying to say? I, I just, just, I just think you are. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. I, <laughs> I am the worst sick person ever. You can probably still tell in my voice. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit deeper at the moment. Yeah, can you? Uh... Still got a bit of bass in my voice. Um, uh, yeah, I'm still, still recovering a little bit, but I think coming through the other side of it. So just thought I'd take a week off running. No point making it worse. So treated myself to a new pair of running shoes to make myself feel better. Nice. Um, when I got them yesterday from Up and Running. Big shout out to Up and Running in Sheffield, my favourite running place to go. And uh, yeah, started again. Uh, plan new week starts on Tuesday, so just gonna crack on. Nice one, nice one. I hope I can start joining you soon. Mm. Mm. On the bike, if nothing else. Yes, yes. I'm gonna have to start uh, organising some of these uh, these trips with you, aren't we? So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Man. Definitely, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about what we're doing this week. So Lee Ryan is our guest, not the guy from Blue, um, but mm. equally fascinating and inspiring. Oh, can I just say something, guys? We're being a bit stop start at the moment, but Jack um, is uh, obviously on the call. He is um, in his conservatory, and apparently it's quite hot down south. Um, so he's just sat in his boxes and he's just got up to go and get something and flashed me. And <laughs> it's quite off-putting, Jack. Sorry, sorry guys, the door was slamming. And I didn't want to have a door slam on the uh, recording. Maybe getting up was probably worse. Except, yeah, because you're on mute. So it doesn't matter how much the door was slamming. <laughs> nobody could hear it. I thought I was going to have to come off in a minute. I was just preparing myself. Yeah, you didn't. You don't. And I've just seen bollock. <laughs> My dad listens to this. I know, I know, Glenn. I'm you embarrassing myself to him again. You embarrass yourself regularly, <laughs> sir. Glenn, you need to sort your son out, please, Mr. Penfold, <laughs> and tell him next time we record to just wear clothes. That'd be ideal. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, anyway, you can go back on mute. Mute. Right. Uh, right. So, yeah. So, Lee, Mr. Lee Ryan, not the guy from Blue, but equally inspirational, is on the show this week. Great guest. Bit of a longer chat as well. So we're not going to flap our gums too much. We're going to let people get over to his understandably um, uh, quite lengthy story. He's got so much to his running journey and he's a multiple time world record holder. But I did want to talk a little bit before we get to it about world records, because I didn't realise until I talked to Lee 
But there's loads of world records, man, isn't there? Like, you can have a world record. Yeah, the, 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 the quirky ones, yeah. The, the loads of different ones. Even the ones that's done, done in London, like the fastest marathon in a scout uniform or dressed as a... a, 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 a you can make one up yourself, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, what, what would be you going to? Yourself, I'm sure. do, do you say dressed as a pig? Is that, um, is that where your head went? Like, oh, I'm yeah, dressed. Just, I don't, yeah, I just don't know why I felt pig. <laughs> you know what I'd like to run as? God, pig. Pig. You can be anything you <laughs> yeah, want, Pepper. 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 It's probably because the uh, youngest watching Pepper Pig next door. That's probably what it is. <laughs> I hate Pepper Pig, you know. If I was honestly, mate, if I was Peppa Pig's parent, I'd be. If I was, if I was Daddy Pig, I'd just. Oh, I'd hate my life. Warning, warning! We interrupt this podcast for an announcement from Editor Jack. That was my attempt at a jackass accent. Rob told me to try and give it a go, but as you know, I'm really, 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 really bad. Um, I'm here just to basically say that the guys go off on a bit of a tangent here and moan about some cartoon character called Bing or something. Apparently, he's quite annoying little bunny anyway if you've got some children with you or you don't like some choice words then i suggest you fast forward this because they get very very angry and um dislike being quite a lot i mean i'm sure he's a nice guy but they don't think so but if like you like them you also dislike being then listen because i'm sure you will be able to get angry with them anyway that has been my announcement from editor jack and back on with the show have you ever seen that Bing? Have you ever watched Bing? That rabbit? Right, mate, Bing is a tick. Oh, yes. Bing. Right? <laughs> the, the, the next minute of this show is only going to appeal. If you don't have children, you probably need to fast forward. But every parent listening is nodding right now. Bing is a Right, Marty. Marty little shit. Yeah, he's a little emo sod. He doesn't like. He, 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 he does. He's dead naughty. Like, dead, dead naughty. And then, like. Flop? I don't. What is flop? Is it like his guardian? Is it oh, a toy? What, I don't know. Is it his conscience? I don't know. It's just like, oh, oh Bing, you shouldn't have set fire. <laughs> and it's, oh. and it, yeah, oh, Bing, why, why have you killed a man with your bare hands? No, it's Bing, Bing, soft Bing, like Bing, like Bing. I feel oh. Bing is teaching my kids to be like. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure Harry's going to, like, burn down the house and be like, no, it's a Harry thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> mate. I... I never thought when we started this podcast that you'd hear the phrase, off Bing. <laughs> love, love, love the Octonauts. Love the Octonauts. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh man, I'm praying. Also, <laughs> praying. Dougie's, Dougie's all right with me. Uh, can't be doing with five and Sam. <laughs> Simon Sam and can't we do a post from Pat? They've aged terribly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, <laughs> fast fastest marathon dressed as a nun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moving on. I, I'm all right with nuns, to be honest. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. gotta with them. Yeah, yeah. So for female, for dressed as a nun, it's four hours and nine minutes. So if you're female and you fancy running dressed as a nun, there's a a world record for you to get there. Record for you. Hey, I will tell you what, I've I've got one for you. Fastest um, world record according to the website I'm on, which I've not, we've not checked, fact checked. I'm just going to assume it's right. Uh, the fastest record for being uh, for a three-legged marathon, so legs tied together, yeah. 
is three hours, 59 minutes and 56 seconds. Louise Andrews and Neil Sherwood. Right? Mm. This three-legged marathon. Sub four. Sub four. So, riddle me this. Would you rather... (laughs) Would you rather run a three-legged marathon with me... Right. Or with Jack? What? (laughs) Oh, wow. With Jack... That's tricky because Jack's a, a really fast runner. Yeah. Really, really. If if he don't get a if he don't get that world record attempt and that world rec- that Guinness record, he'd be really pissed off, wouldn't he? He'd be yeah. whinging at me all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're with me, it'll be a different kind of whinging. I'll be whinging when we get passed by the guy dressed as big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> get back in, big! You know it. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, I've got to think. I've also got to think about my legs because Jack's got a lot longer legs than I am. Mm. I've got probably got. A lot, I think he's a lot taller, taller than you, and so he's got a lot longer legs than you. So that's another factor. <laughs> Why am I coming up with these factors? It makes no difference. <laughs> I mean, I have been making fun of you for three series in this podcast about how short you are, but I think I'm only actually about two or three inches taller than you. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not that bad after all. Five five is a new six four. That's what it is. Yeah, all right, if you say so. So, back on, <laughs> for, for you to pick who, who you like more out of me and Jack, there's probably benefits and drawbacks to each, isn't there? Like, with Jack, you've got a genuine mm. attempt. You've got a genuine chance of getting a world record. However, mm. you um, if you don't get a world record, it's probably going to be your fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're doing it with me, you're probably going to have a lot more fun, but we are not going to get a world record. <laughs> Well, I want a real, I want a world record, mate. So Jack, do you fancy oh. it? <laughs> mate, what? In, I'm gonna marry you. Give it a go. Time, <laughs> you, yeah, all right, give it a go then, you you pricks. <laughs> I don't. Want, yeah, but the thing is, Rob, I don't want to do a three-legged marathon with him. That's the thing. Right, yeah. I'd rather do it with <laughs> you. Oh, so. burn! It's a two-way <laughs> thing here. Oh, rejected. He's left you on the precipice of shame, Matthew. R- Rob, Rob, do you fancy doing a? No, a bloody dog. <laughs> go find, go and find someone else to do a three-legged. Me and Jack don't want you, Matt. <laughs> I'm gonna be like Bing now and start. It's not fair. It's a Bing Um <laughs> We're getting really fixated on Bing, aren't we? Um, <laughs> you know, there's loads, man. There's loads of running marathons. I love a good fancy dress marathon, me. That's yeah i love a good fancy dress did i tell you have i told you about the time at paris marathon when the guy with no shoes on dresses robinson crusoe ran past me at 24 miles in Uh, i think you mentioned it on on a previous episode yeah (laughs) the wheels had fell off i was i i I was solidly hitting the wall and he was just i think i'm pretty sure he's drunk to be honest and he was just sauntering (laughs) through to the finish line bonjour Mm, great so yeah anyway get the record well, probably not. He's not on this list, is he? There's no Frenchy yeah. sounding names on this list, so pfft, jog on. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, good, good. Yeah, loads of world records. Hot, hot fuzz that one for him. Mate, well done. There you go. Yes. I didn't even mean that one. Good one. <laughs> for real. This this week's show's really taking a weird turn, hasn't it? It has. It has. Yes. Anyway, we're just gonna plow through. So, um, how about then? 
World records, brilliant. Yep. Anyway, send us your weirdest, most wonderful world record that you're aware of, running related. We want to see them. We want to know them, and we'll share some more of them next week. If there's any good ones, come through. Um, moving on then. Big plans for the summer, Matt, aren't we? Yes, a lot, lots, lots coming up. Yeah. Uh, first. Go on, no, no, go on, no, you, you go. No, just first of all, like we shared the other day, the uh, the charity football match that we're uh, we're organising. Uh, pictures booked. Uh, dates booked. Yeah, people are. Coming up to Sheffield to uh, enjoy that that game of football with us. Yeah, can't wait. Hoping this Indian variant of uh, COVID's not going to balls up the restrictions, but uh, we're keeping everything positive. Third of July, we're doing the first ever What the Fart Like charity football game. It's going to be based in Sheffield. We're still a few places available if anyone wants to come. We're fundraiser for Prostate Cancer UK. Hoping to earn a couple uh, earn uh, a couple of hundred quid. Most importantly, have a couple of beers afterwards. So still some spaces if people do want to take part. We're really excited about it. We're uh, hoping to get about 30 cats um, to, to take part. We're up to about 25 at the minute. So it's definitely going ahead, COVID permitting, but we could always use some more bodies. Even if you want to just come along and uh, have the beers afterwards, we'd love to see you. So we've got that mm-hmm. coming up. We've also got another big announcement for the end of uh, July, June, end of June. End of July, sorry, end of July. Uh, we're going to be doing a charity 24-hour podcast marathon. <laughs> Listening to us for 24 hours. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people are actually going to listen for the whole 24 hours, but the idea is that you can dip in and out. It's more the look at the longevity of us just talking for 24 hours. So we're going to get some ex-guests on. We're going to get our fat, like family, you running community, amazing people on with us. It's going to be grand, um, difficult, but grand. Jack's hopefully coming up for it. Um, we'll have a really good time. More info on that in the future. And also, big, big news is that when Series 4 launches on the 1st of July, we're going to be doing a new Most Miles Wins. Looking forward to that. Styling we're, we're working on some twists and yeah, yes. make, making it a bit different. It went down so well last time. You guys have cried out for it, so we are bringing it back. 1st of July, in line with launching Series 4, we are going to be launching a summer showdown. Team Rob versus Team Matt, most miles wins, running community challenge. Uh, all the good stuff from last time, like Matt said, with some twists and turns. So please do get in touch if you want to be a part of it. We'll obviously be sending stuff out in the um, on the social medias in the future. But if you listen to this and you think, yeah, I definitely, definitely want to be involved in that, just ping the DM on one of the socials or drop us an email and we will get you added to the list. It's all free. It's all fun. It's just about getting people talking and getting people connected. So... Loads of good stuff coming up, my friend. Mm-hmm. However, Just looking forward to it. However, that's that's then. This is now. We've got good stuff coming up now, haven't we? We've got a chat with Mr. Lee Ryan. Yes, yes, really good chat with. I've already had a sneak peek, sneak listen to it. Yes, good, good, good story he's got. Yeah, yeah, he was our um, hero of the week, weren't he? A couple of weeks back. So yes, uh, got in touch and, and we put him on the show. Was indeed, sir. Yeah, he reached out. Really down to earth guy for someone who has achieved so much. Multiple time Guinness World Record holder. Um, big, big involvement in the Adidas running scene out in the United Arab Emirates. He's been out there for about 15 years. Yeah, man, but he can tell his story better than I can, can't he, dude? So should we get over and have a chat with Lee? Find out all about him. It's a good one. 
Right then, guys. So a few weeks ago, we talked about this guy being our running hero of the week. And today I'm super excited to be sitting down with him to find out more. He's a five-time Guinness World Record holder, a seasoned marathon and ultra runner, and the captain of the UAE community of Adidas runners. This is all alongside being a husband and a father, and I'm very, very excited to be talking to him. So please join me in welcoming Mr. Lee Ryan. Lee, all the way from the other side of the world. How are we doing today, sir? Good, mate. Um, I can do this more often with intros like that, if I'm honest. It, it 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 peaks high and then it's going to to go downhill from there, mate. <laughs> I like to start strong, set the expectations, and then uh, and then yeah, it might it might deteriorate a little bit. Um, so let let me just get straight into it then, man. Thank you so much for making the time for me, especially from 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 the other side of the world. Like I said, um, first thing I want to sort of loop around with you the same as we do with absolutely everybody when we have these chats uh it, common thread that binds us is running so do you want to start by telling me and, and the listeners how you first found running and and how it became a part of your life well how long we got right where to start if i'm honest it was a strange it was a strange journey that obviously i'm still continuing but as a kid not really a big sporty kid only child um, had a bit of a troubled um, school life, didn't really enjoy the sports. And then eventually, as I as I started to grow up and obviously boys want to meet girls, I started to pick up my dad's dumbbells in the garage and started to pump some iron just to try to get a, a bit beefy. So I started as a bit of a gym bunny trying to get the old abs, the pecs, and then as you do. And then I started to run as a mode of transport, get to my Saturday job to earn some pennies to go out and have a few beers with the boys. And then I got a bike. And then it wasn't really until I moved to Dubai that I fell in love with the process of what running is. I ran my first marathon when I was 18, a naive 18-year-old, ran it with my dad, London Marathon, in just over four and a half hours. Didn't really train for it ran in I think Reebok Classic at the time which obviously <laughs> isn't best advised <laughs> um and then yeah just I just found my niche in the market here Dubai may have swayed me but I just found a love for it and being an only child a lot of people say to me oh um don't you get bored when you're running and how do you run for so long and I say well you've got to be able to put up with your own company and that's something I've I've grown into obviously as an only child and I've just grown an investigative passion for it I don't mind learning I love being a novice sometimes and that's what's put me probably put us together for this conversation that's that's put us in the on this stage right now yeah brilliant man and talk to me about Dubai then because massive part of your life you've been there for a long time now and it's also as you mentioned uh, quite aptly there in that opening bit it's quite a relevant part of your running journey in terms of finding your niche, I think you said. So talk to me about how moving out there and the work that you've done with Adidas, how that all came around and how that maybe uh, developed you into the runner that you are today. Yes, yeah, so uh, Dubai was 15 years ago. Um, crikey, scary when you said it like that. And <laughs> scary enough, I came out, I got offered a job um to open the first gym that was like from a fitness first perspective like a global gym chain to be gym manager so I came out and went right okay that was literally a two-week turnaround for me to come out and it's like okay let's do this so um to add something into that scenario I landed in the morning of which was the 20th of February which is my birthday so that's that's number one and I went out for for drinks with the management team and met a girl um, on my first day within eight hours of landing in a new country and that girl is now my wife and she's the <laughs> father of my children and the friends back home 
would probably well did say lee just relax you're in a new country just just have some fun for a while just enjoy it but the powers that be that that aligned and obviously we've been together now just uh, just under 15 15 years um and then uh, yeah i just got into running it was exploring it was my time i find for me running is as much as i do chase those records it's the process and it's the ability to run that allows me to be the person i am i'm not a big I'm not a big computer gamer. I'm not a big spender. I do enjoy a beer, but I'm not out every weekend. I don't do, I don't buy watches and stuff like that. I would say running is my vice, but running is, is my therapy. And I just fell into it. I started to enjoy it, met some friends and it was your 5Ks and stuff like that. I did the, I'd always come back to the London Marathon. London Marathon was my home race. My mum used to live in North London, bless her. Um, and I'd come home and, and tag it on to visiting friends and I'll go and run the London Marathon. And it started to build up. I started to see a bit of a skill set, a bit of an ability. Um, and I started to fine tune it. And I was that gym bunny, as I said previously. I, my first bucket list was to be on the front of men's health. And I ticked that off. That was one one dream that I accomplished here in Dubai. Um, and it wasn't till after that that I tried to go for a run. Um, and obviously from the outside, I was be in the best shape possible um ripped and like minus five percent body fat looked fantastic wow. but by far the most unhealthiest place i've ever been in my life mentally and physically um and i went to go for a little light run and i could not go any more than 30 seconds without hands on knees puffing and panting i went no that was a fun journey that was a learning that was something to show the grandkids when they're older that granddad used to be quite cool um <laughs> But it, it stole a bit of me, not allowing me to get out and run. Um, and I just, yeah. And then I came on board with Adidas about six years ago, um, just from my running journey, just from some of my challenges, some of my world records. I Adidas used to send me some kits. Um, and then they established the Adidas running community here to try and build up that community base, that culture of health and fitness. Dubai's, Dubai's young. Dubai only turns 50 this year so it's their it's their jubilee year here um so the fitness industry is very immature as in people knowing people people look at the destination in dubai i would say the fitness industry the people that get in go to gyms look at the destination and want to be want that pb want to know how lee ryan gets his pb but they don't have patience enough for the process and that's what i'm trying to learn to show the education that you have your good days you have your bad days but there's no such thing as a bad run um and that's that culture i'm trying to get and we, we've got it now we've got over 10,000 members as a part of the adidas runners community here we're going to expand into into riyadh next year uh, next month sorry um into saudi arabia and into qatar so the the middle east is growing and they're starting to understand that running um, can be a part of their life and can get some bring some positivity to it, especially on a mental health perspective. Yeah, brilliant. And you, you mentioned when you were talking then about the world records and that kind of being a launch pad to connect you with Adidas, I guess. Um, but it's fair to say that you've got a little bit of a, a hankering for a world record. Um, you uh, And it's not just one kind of field, yes, all fitness related, but there's, there's a variety between the burpees, the, the distance running, the backyard stuff, yeah. whatever it might be. So how did you, how, how does that fit into the journey? What's, what, what, what's that sort of obsession with, I don't know, being the best at something? 
Yeah. Um, you know what? It's I never really set out to be a Guinness World Record holder. I grew up, as we all did, we used to get our annuals at Christmas. I used to get the mm-hmm. Beano, the Dandy and Guinness World Records. And I used to read it page for page. The guy with the longest hair, the woman with the longest nails. And I would look at those pro athletes that are running, but I would never put myself in that realm. I wasn't in that mindset. And there was one day that I was watching a program probably about 10 years ago. And there was a, a skateboarder called Rob Deerdeck. And he was looking through the Guinness Book of Records and he noticed some skateboard records. And he just opened it up and went, right, I can do that one. I can do that one. So he ended up breaking 21 world records in a day. And from that, I just went on Google and went, OK, Google this. And at the time I was I was training with a, a weighted vest to try and do some get some strength training through my legs. So I just I just Googled world record 10K with a weighted vest and then a marathon with a weighted backpack came on and a half marathon of weighted backpack came on. And then it was just I'm just going to try this. Not I don't really. It was more of the intrigue. Let me see how hard this is. This is something new. This is something different. And I can raise some money for charity at the same time. Um, I tried and failed in the London Marathon to run with a 20 kilo backpack. I think that record was at just over four hours when I initially tried it. And that was the first time during that London Marathon running around with 20 kilos on your back that I sat down on the side of the marathon and went, I'm out. I'm not mm. going to do this. Um because of the peer pressure, the charity and the the social media hype that I've I've given myself. I was, I, I was accountable. I, I put it out there. I didn't keep it a secret. And then everyone's running past me laughing and smiling because I was in that, that bulk of the marathon where people love what they're doing. Where the people that run quicker hate what they're doing until they're done. And I went into the realm of seeing the party people, the costumes coming through. And I went, hold on a minute. I'm still running a marathon with 20 kilos on my back that I chose to do. So let's get it done. And I ended up slowing it down. I think I come through in four hours, 45 minutes. But at the end of that, there was a lot more learning than what winning gave me. And then I am piggybacking on um, not to not to darken the conversation. A lot of my world records and bigger challenges stemmed from tragedy in life. Now, me and my, my wife lost our son, uh, Michael. He was still born at nine months. Um, so my wife carried for nine months um, and he was born sleeping. So we had to say goodbye before we could say hello. So the backpack, the backpack was my interpretation of carrying that burden as a father. Obviously, the maternal instinct of a female is a powerful and incredible, incredible thing to, to witness and to be a part of and for that to be taken away from no fault of our own uh, was heartbreaking and for me as a father i i channeled my running not to run away but as a chance to recharge and come back and be a better husband um my time to sit on the curb and cry because i felt i couldn't cry in front of my wife because i couldn't even come close to what she's had to deal with um and then fast forward a couple of years i lost my mum to cancer in quite a quick battle and then another world record another big challenge and it just it, it it's just my outlet if i've had a bad day i think england lost on penalties when ashley cole missed the penalty against italy a few years ago i came home and my wife went go for a run just get it out of your system um and that's become my my outlet and that's where my world records have come from and then most recently 
um, a successful one. I broke the world record at the time, pushing my girls in a double stroller in the Dubai Marathon. Um, again, just to put them on the journey. They they grew up with me pushing them. I wanted to spend time with them. I needed to go for a run. I wanted to give my wife a break. So I stick I stuck Lily in a pram and then Sophia came along. We got a double stroller. We did some 5K, 10K races around. And it, for me, it was, I'm a father doing this. So here's a message to other fathers and, and parents that you can do this, especially in Dubai. Um, and then that came along. And I just wanted to put them in the record books. Team Ryan, put them in the record wow. books. Um, and it's funny because most people won't congratulate me on the marathon running with a double stroller. They'll, they'll more be focused on how the hell did you get your kids to sit in a pram for three and a half hours? I mean, if it was me, there would have probably been a tablet with YouTube on it involved, but I'm, I um, presume you had something more creative. <laughs> you know what? I didn't. I, we loaded up. And most of the time with the runs that I've done previously, they would have a Peppa Pig book. Yeah. But most of the time it was a conveyor belt of snacks. Keep keep them fed, <laughs> keep them entertained. Yeah. I did have an iPad. Um, and because it was the Dubai Marathon, it, it's almost it's an Adidas sponsored event. It turns into the Adidas runners event. So it's not a big field. It's two and a half thousand. They've got a 10K, which is 15,000. It's run at the end of January. But because everyone knew Lily and Sophia and me, they were shouting them left, right and centre. So they literally turned around to me and said, Daddy, I don't want my iPad and passed it back to me. So my pram was full up with food, snacks, rice cakes, Ella's kitchen, anything you can think of. Um, and I had a support bike with me who was just exchanging. Um, and the curveball was in, in, in planning, my eldest uh, was in nappies. But when we got to record, <laughs> when we got to record day, she wasn't in nappies. <laughs> So we had to throw the toilet issue in and was like, yeah. Lily, Lily, do you mind wearing a nappy while daddy goes for a run? So she had to learn how to use a nappy again. Oh, so these are the curveballs and we had to stop and turn the, turn the sunshade around and they fell asleep within the last hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, there's no way you're sleeping. This is, this is going to live with you for the rest of your life. So literally had to poke and prod them, get them woken up lift them up and said right your eyes have got to be open if you cross this finish line and daddy's breaking a world record you cannot be asleep in that picture mm. oh, and then and that and that's how it come about so yeah a lot of these have stemmed from just little senses of boredom but a bit of inquisitiveness just to go right i'm going to give it a go and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but it's going to be for a good cause most of the time and, and that's how it's matured really yeah amazing and, and also out, out of adversity as well and thank you for for sharing that with us um uh, i mean I, I i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that given the way you just told that story and, and we've not got the video on but i can almost i can hear you grinning ear to ear while you're telling it me that's got i, I assume that's the world record that stands out the most the one that is most important to you but uh, uh, any of the other ones any of the other attempts sort of prior to to this year anything else any memories that stand out from those as okay yeah that was pretty special um yeah the the definitely one with the girls in the pram because it like the finish line was just so emotional um but i'd say the burpees the burpees was tough 24 hours of burpees that was in memory of my son so we raised money for like um well child cancer which my michael didn't um have anything to do with cancer but it was more of a it was a stillborn in cancer. So it was 10,110 burpees on my knuckles as well. Wow. So we did that in, in January and I got blood poisoning from the gloves that I wore because I wore like UFC gloves to cover the knuckles up. Um, and 
we raised a fantastic amount but again it was there were some rocky roads but again it's just one of those ones that um just stand out and i'll probably say people say to me like what's your most memorable moment i say the ones where it went wrong if i'm honest because we don't we don't we don't think about it when we win because it's all going it's all going fine isn't it it's when it goes wrong that you go right where did it go wrong how did it go wrong let's go again and how do we go again so that's 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 what keeps me going because if it was all going plain sailing there's no reason to get up in the morning really is there no, I couldn't agree more. It's the journey as much as the destination, isn't it, man? So with with that in mind and with, you know, the fact that it doesn't always go to plan in mind, let's talk about this year. Let's talk about the 24-hour um, uh, treadmill record attempt that you took on. How did that come about, first of all? Set the scene for me. What what what, what was the motivation behind it? What did the planning look like? You know, the involvement, yeah. you know, with, with the parties that, 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 that were supporting you. T- t- tell me all about the lead up to, to what happened last month. So I think, well, I know, obviously, are we allowed to talk about 2020 on this? Are we yes. allowed to? Yeah, absolutely. Have we not, forgot, have we not forgotten 2020 yet? It's, um, it's part of the journey we're gonna stick yeah we're gonna stick with that it is exactly that it's i think 2020 was a wake-up call for many people and that's that's without stating the obvious but from my perspective the way dubai dealt with the pandemic was there there were very very quick very responsive we were locked down in our houses here um uh, to the point where we could ha- we had to send a text message uh, to the Dubai police to get permission to leave the house for 30 minutes to go and get essential items, whether that be pharmaceutical or just going to the shop. Mm. Um, so it was to still engage with the community here. So as captain, it was like, right, what do we do? I'm, I'm a runner. I still want to go out for a run. We couldn't run around the block. We couldn't leave anywhere. So I'm blessed enough to have a garden. It's not a big garden. It's about 30 metres end to end. So I started to run around the garden with the mindset of doing what I can with what I have. And that probably stemmed from a guy. I think the guy started the trend in America running. Um, I think he ran a marathon on his balcony. Mm-hmm. And I first seen that on Instagram. I've lost count of the amount of people that sent it to me going, when, when's your challenge coming up, Lee? I was like, that. damn it. I've got, <laughs> I've got a reputation now. And um, yeah, and I, I, I started to build on that. Um, and then I said to my wife, I went, right, just so you know, um, thinking of running a marathon next week in the back garden, just as a personal challenge. Um, and to inspire other people, to inspire myself, to give myself something, um, on a Friday. So I woke up, woke up at about two o'clock in the morning and just running end to end up and down my garden. It took me about five and a half hours. Um, and it, just went viral it, it just blew up um, especially in dubai the adidas global brand even though i worked for them they just took hold of it and just went right here we go it blew up the girls came out lily lily and sophia made me like a one-of-a-kind medal a certificate <laughs> and and danced at the end um and they, bless them they made me a finish line out of toilet roll and we know how the conversation went with toilet roll in 20 20- 20 yeah it was like that that was like gold dust and everyone was like i just want to know if you wasted that toilet roll would you reuse it <laughs> uh, um, and it, it stemmed from that and then from that i built on that and i went right what can i do next and my wife just looks at me and goes good god what can you do next so i decided to run 
100 kilometers in my back garden. Same garden uh, the following Friday, a week later. And this was a a salute, a tip of the hat, um, a round of applause to the frontline workers, because the guys in Dubai, again, the same as the NHS around the world, were just working ridiculous hours just to try and save other people while dealing with their own things. So it was a, a sentiment to them. So that took me just over 11 hours. That was a rough ride at the time. It was about mid-March coming into April. It was the hottest day of the year so far. So it was about 38 degrees running up and down my garden. My wife's not a big runner, but she came out and she ran her first 5K. I think she PB'd her 5K. The girls run out. Being a father first in, in all of this journey, in all of this scenario, I was giving my girls piggybacks at 85 kilometers <laughs> because I can't say no. I'm not going to go, no, daddy's got to do this. And that that's always the overriding message. Um, and that 100K became was on the anniversary of, of my first 100K run. So we have Adidas Runners Dubai here and we have Adidas Runners Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi is the capital of the UAE and it's about 100 kilometres away from Dubai, conveniently enough, door to door. Um, and as captain of Dubai, I said, right, I'm going to bring the community to Abu Dhabi um, and I'm going to carry the flag and break ground in Abu Dhabi. So picked up a flag and I ran from 6 p.m. till 6 a.m. and greeted by 150 people on the other side in Abu Dhabi to go for our first run. And again, that was the incentive just to just to incentivize people. And I think it during the pandemic, everyone's used to going a million miles an hour. And during the pandemic, everyone had to slow down. And when they slow down, their thoughts catch up. They have far too much time in their head. And that's when I started to think about things, right? What can I do? How long is this going to go on for? And um, we're going into the summer. It's going to be tough training. Let me try and get a treadmill. See if I can get a treadmill and do some training. And I started Googling world records. And then I looked at the shorter distances, which were all a bit too funky for me, like the 50K record, the 100 mile record. The speeds were just obscene. I think the yeah. 50K record is sub three on a treadmill. Yeah. And I was like, right, you can keep that one. Uh, but then for some reason... <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, in hindsight, I probably should have went for that one. But in hindsight, then I looked, okay, right, 24 hours on a treadmill. I've done 24-hour burpees. I've done some big challenges before. Let's give this a go. Um, and then I partnered with Techno Gym, so like, overwhelmingly grateful. They gave me the, the bee's knees of a, of a treadmill to stick in my spare room um, and just started training on that. And again, I loved being a beginner. And the mindset was, right, I'm going to train on it for a bit, keep the record to myself. I'm going to speak to Guinness World Records, apply for it. This is what it is. Did a bit of research and went, right, OK, there's no races right now. I think my last race was in February last year. And I went, right, I've got nothing to worry about right now. There's no peaks and troughs of a good race with bad training and why did it go wrong and things like that. The emotional roller coaster. there's races, two or three races every week here. So it's easy to peaks and troughs and get injured and then have sore legs and then you can't get on it. I had level playing field and went, right, let's get this done. And then focused on doing it in December. Um, that didn't quite work out. Um, just training and obviously being a father first, work got in the way. And then right, right, end of January, let's get it done. Uh, so focused on the end of January. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law came out for, for Christmas um my mother-in-law got a little bit ill uh while she was out here um and then we had to we sent her back home just to get get home 
um, on the NHS and she just mid-January she contracted COVID um, in in hospital in Sheffield um, and five days and just about three weeks later she passed away to COVID. Oh mate. Um, so my wife flew back to the UK for eight weeks so I was I don't want to say I was flying solo because that sounds selfish but I was I was single parenting here. Kids were still in school. Thankfully, I didn't have to homeschool. I was still working. And thankfully, my 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 passage, my therapy of running could be done on a treadmill because otherwise I couldn't leave the girls. I couldn't go outside. If I had if I was training to cycle X amount or run X amount outside, the record would have been done and dusted. So I was managing to get up at two o'clock in the morning before the girls woke up to do a 50k training run before I took them to gymnastics and ballet. Um, And that's how it went until we had we saw I don't want the light at the end of the tunnel. And I mean that in my wife coming back. Mm -hmm. She was there for eight weeks, obviously, through through the grief, through the legalities that that comes with that scenario uh, for her her to feel strong enough and be allowed to fly back to Dubai. She came back. Um, and then we put it in for the end of March um, and then it started to get a bit of traction. Adidas come on board. Um, we did it in Dubai Mall, which is the world's biggest mall. We did it in front of the Adidas store, which is the biggest flagship store in the Middle East. Um, so the stage was pretty big. I was a little fish in a big fish bowl. Um, yeah. And then all set up the admin of it I had my support team there jumped on the belt all was going swimmingly um got to about 100k in 12 hours so the training was fine my longest training run was about 130k I was doing I think I did in those seven months over seven and a half thousand kilometers exclusively on the treadmill um so I was picking up some some speed and, and and some distance I think my biggest week was my biggest month was like 700 kilometers, 750 kilometers. Um, and up until the record end of March, I think I ran outside on the road in those seven months only five times because I didn't feel I needed to. Originally, if you had asked me to train for a marathon on a treadmill, I would have said hell no. And what I ended up doing is just right, flip it. I'm not missing out on anything outside because I'm learning something new here. I'm not bored. This treadmill had all the bells and whistles. It had Netflix on. It had YouTube. So I could tune in to a Netflix series and get a long run done. So in the lead up, physicality wise, all good. And you know how it goes. You get to race day. Physically, you're probably on point. You've got a few niggles. But mentally, you're at right. Where am I? Could I have done more? Should I have done more? Is it right? Can I do more? What should I do? Can I change it? But got going. Family turned up. Everyone turned up, which was fantastic. The charity were raising money, close to $10,000 for charity. I got to about 12, 12 hours. So I got to about 90 kilometers and I kept on falling asleep on the, mm. on the bell. And I'm sure you know yourself when a blink is a tiny bit longer than a blink should be. Yeah. Almost sometimes when you're driving, when you've had a long day, you're like blinking, you're like, right, how long was that? Does anyone know? And then there was one point where I fell off the treadmill um lucky enough I didn't do any damage I just clipped my foot and managed just to fall off the back of the belt onto my feet and just went right okay that's that's warning number one so from about 90k to 105 my average pace was five minutes but 90 to 105 had to run at a 430 pace uh just to grab some time to give me um 15 minutes nap 
Mm-hmm. So I could literally say, I said to my team, right, I need to take 15 minutes here. Um, on average, I could average around a four, a four to five minute break every hour. So I had to do 11.1 kilometers every hour to reach the final destination, which was 264.7 kilometers or 265 that was the aim. And I said, right, I need to take a break. So I pumped it to four minute, 30 kilometers for 15K, 105K. I went, right, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to take a nap, take a log of all the details. Woke up feeling a bit groggy, as you would after such a long, long stint. Had a bite to eat of something that I had ate previous. So during the during the run, basically an ultra run is basically an eating competition. It's about mm-hmm. that calorie consumption. It's not necessarily about those nice tasting gels. They do have a place, but there was a point where I probably ate a whole pizza, <laughs> uh, coffee and stuff like that. Because I just there came to a point where I'm, I'm fueling for the run, but I'm also hungry. I'm going through meal times. So. I just need to sustain that energy and keep keep stoking that fire. And I had a burrito earlier on in the day, and I said, right, I'll have half of that later on. Had that burrito, and there's something in my stomach just went, yeah, we 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 don't want that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you know what it's like, even when you, even when you're out on the town and you've had a few minutes, few too many beers, you you have that feeling. You go right, I'm I'm just gonna have to go for a tactical chunder in the toilet here, boys. I'm yeah. just gonna I'll be back in a minute. So part of me said, right, I'm just going to get this out. It doesn't want to be in here. So I went to the toilet, made myself sick in the first instant, and it came out, not to be too gruesome, black, pure black. And at that point, the alarm bells went off. And we've all been sick in our time where you can spot something and go, right, that's what that that was. You'll always have carrots, and you haven't had carrots in a few weeks. Um, And I just went, right, that's not normal. I've had some coffee, but nothing to make this black. What? what can this be and then from then on for the next hour it was it was vomit and then it was diarrhea and then it was vomit and then it was diarrhea and the body just shriveled up I could almost feel almost like a, the, the feeling of my body was drying up because everything was coming out and then at that point after being super hot all, all the way through it I had six fans blowing on me the aircon was full on I was sweating then I just went ice cold mm. and then I added on another 15 kilometers wearing tracksuit bottoms and a hoodie i was like wow what is this the head was gone I, like i could feel the lactic acid just pumping through the body through the veins i was cramping up i was cold i was fragile i literally felt like i could break like a piece of glass if i hit anything too hard and obviously the body's gone into that fight or flight mode. It's gone right. That adrenaline dump, as you would pre-race, whether it's a park run or, or a marathon, you go, right, I need to go to the toilet. Body needs to get rid of everything here. I'm sure we've all felt it and we've gone, right, this is what it is. So that's what that was. And I couldn't take water on. Water was an issue. And at that point, I was like, right, if I can't take water on, this must be a big issue. And I yeah. powered on through and I, went, right, I need to have a little lie down again. I'm feeling a bit faint. I'm feeling a bit wobbly. Um... And then I woke up after an hour. My team let me sleep for an hour. And I woke up and I was like, right, let's, if the record's gone, which it well and truly had gone, I was like, right, let me see if I can go for 24 hours. Because the record was the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. But 24 hours on a treadmill, I've run 14 hours on a treadmill. That's still a statement in itself. But I was like, right, 24 hours, let's celebrate the fact that I haven't left this treadmill for 24 hours. I ran as far as I could. And then it, that got downgraded to, 200 kilometers 200 kilometers is good enough that got downgraded to 160 kilometers which would be 100 miles let's focus on that um and then thankfully the team that 
I bought in did their job. They just looked at me without saying any words. It's like that running partner you have. They don't say much, but you can read each other like a book. You don't need a full conversation. You don't. There's no uncomfortable silence. They just looked at me and went, we're calling it Lee. You're done. And I don't remember that moment. And I recorded a video, put it on social media. Sorry, guys. Sorry to disappoint you all. But it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm very poorly. And I've got to call it a day. And at the time, I didn't really realize what was going on. I came home, sent the the wife message. I'm on, on my way home. And she needed to let all the family know, or all friends and family, because they were still coming down at 10 o'clock in the morning, the following mm-hmm. morning to celebrate. So a bit of me was like, damn it, I've let all these people down, celebration. And again, as we said, it's, a part of the, it's about the journey and the process, not the destination. And I think at some point, the destination was far too in my, way too much in my head before I'd even come close. It's like... You don't run a, you don't run 42k in a marathon. You run the first 5k, deal with it, and then you start to build on. Same as a park run, you do right your first kilometer. How did I get on? Deal with the next kilometer. And I think I looked at that destination far too much, and it all got a bit overwhelming. Mm. Got home, managed to stomach half a cup of soup because that's all my body could tolerate, and I didn't eat or sleep for about 12 hours afterwards. So my body was a toxic soup. Um, and I spoke to a doctor and he was like, we could, we, you could go for an IV, but your body's not going to hydrate as quick as it would if you took some water on because your body needs to get flushed out. Your stomach acid is super high. The protein and the lactic acid in your muscles. I lost about four kilos in wow. 24 hours because my body just atrophied. It started eating its muscles and stuff like that. So my body went through the ringer good and proper where I couldn't walk for three days afterwards. I just couldn't stomach anything. My sleep pattern was off. My hormonal balance was off. Like my skin, the dryness in my skin, I just couldn't do anything. Um, And I'm still getting over it now. I literally feel like I've stepped off a boat after seven months. Mm. I'm finding my feet again on the road. I'm running every other day now, five kilometers, and I couldn't be happier about it. Thankfully, touch wood, there was no long injuries. There was no muscle fatigue. There was no tendon damage. There's no joint damage. So my body physically was able to sustain what I was doing. But something internally just said, this is, we don't want this right now. Your body's got too much going on. We're getting out and you're not quitting. Someone said to me, sent me a message afterwards. You didn't quit. You just chose to live another day. Yeah. And when you're a married man, when you're a father, yes, there is bigger things to think about, not just yourself. You don't need who are we doing it for in that scenario? Are you stopping for yourself and your family, which I did? Or do I continue to try and break myself the admiration of people that I've never met on Instagram or so and so and who whoever it might be? And that and that's a challenge we give ourselves sometimes. You put yourself in that pedestal. Who are you doing it for? When when the tough gets tough, yes, and sometimes you do need that tough love to say, right come on let's get it done we're almost done but sometimes health especially this time if if you take away my my process of running my outlet I'm not going to be a good man I'm not going to be the person I am every day so thankfully um the legs are still working the mind is still a bit a bit foggy um I'll have flashbacks or I'll try and keep running and I have to tell myself Lee you've gone through a lot relax you've gone through seven months of training 
and this is what I say to the people that I coach, like you get to marathon and everyone finishes and they go, right, what's next? Like, hold on a minute. You've just done six months worth of training. The marathon was the easy part, so to speak. It was the sacrifice. And I said on my social media, when it was seven months of training for me, but it was also seven months of training for the family. Mm-hmm. They had to deal with me being tired, running upstairs, running in the morning, the up and downs of of the emotionals where I'm trying to be normal, but obviously I'm a bit tired, I'm a bit achy, I'm a bit grouchy sometimes and a bit snappy. So now I'm just taking a rest, giving the family a rest, staying healthy. Um, there could be something on the horizon, which would be a marathon, maybe later on in the year if it comes about or the beginning of 2022. But and I, I said to someone yesterday, if, if I was successful, I don't think we'd be talking about it right now. No, no. I think it's the journey it took me there, what we had to deal with, what we had to balance, the sacrifice, the discipline, the outcome, the learning from it, that that cliche is not how many times you fall, it's how many times you get up. What do you do in that scenario? And and here we are now for me to get tagged in your last podcast to be hero of the week um, to us having a chat now, bud. Yeah, man. I mean, it, yeah, you've you've summed it up really, really well there. I think, and 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 you're right. When we put together our, our silly little podcast every week, and we do our running here of the week, and we, we you know we go on Runners World, and we look on all these different websites to try and find something, you do see these almost robotic characters who deliver these superhuman feats, and it's incredible when you look at it. But the story behind it just doesn't feel like it's there. Your story grabbed us, not because you ran 24 hours on a treadmill, not because you're even attempting to run 24 hours on a treadmill. It was quite honestly the journey that sat behind it. And then the reality and the honesty and the level of self-reflection that you had that you've just summed up so beautifully there um, coming out the back of it that adds that human element that frankly is something we can all connect to and relate to whether that setback has been something so monumental and superhuman as your 24-hour marathon or whether it's the first time you try to run a 5k and you don't quite get there because you're struggling in the last couple of hundred meters whatever it might be that's the human side of the journey and that's why you were our hero of the week and and that's why i'm so grateful for you sharing your story with us today man so thank you I appreciate that, mate. It is that. That's it, and that's what. As soon as people understand that, it's like previous to that. My my goal was always, which for most of us is always to run that marathon as quick as possible, get that PB. Um, and I've said to myself at that point where I'm the least competitive, I want to run a marathon at the back of the marathon. Like mm. I'm trying to that 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 holy grail of trying to run a sub three marathon, beating myself up it hurts it's painful and i'm running past especially in the london marathon when the party bus is coming off tower bridge mm-hmm. and you're running past them and they're running along with their charity buckets they're dressed up yeah. they're happy they're smiling their journey is like this is the best thing i've ever done i've gone through <laughs> illness tragedy i've lost weight i'm fundraising for family and friends or whoever it may be they're having fun this is their day their their family is out they are celebrating this is their party day they're me running past to hating life because i'm killing myself trying to run as quick as possible and i'm like but there's still fun in that so it it doesn't matter who you're looking at whether it's mo farah or whoever it may be they have their bad days this is what people need to realize it's 
to, I could run 100k in my back garden one time, but I can go out there and run 3k and find it really tough and hate it. Mm. And I will be as transparent as possible with people to say, this pedestal you put me on, I may have five world records, blah, 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 blah. Some days it's a good run, some days it's a bad run, but it is what it is. Tomorrow's another day. You wipe it clean, you go again. And it, it, it can go to plan and it cannot. But if we always win and we don't do our rehab when running's going well and then we get injured and then we go, ah, oh, damn it, should have done my phone rolling last week. Mm. It, it's that knee-jerk reaction. We learn from failure and that's yep. the continuation of it. Um, but again, it's that Instagrammable life. It's everything's perfect. It was a perfect training run. I'm super quick. But people fall into that hype and feel disheartened when it doesn't go to plan because it always goes to plan for the other people that they admire. And I'm the flip of that. I'll tell you if I hate it. I'll tell you if it was tough. I'll tell you if it went wrong. So people understand if it does something for you. And I'm a, I'm a big component on not letting the watch tell me if it was a good or bad run. Mm-hmm. Don't let the watch turn around and say your heart rate was too high. Your cadence was too slow or whatever it may be. If it if it fulfills your day, whatever the mechanism is for that run or that exercise session that you do, if it delivers on that and it's fun and it makes you smile at the end, as tough as it may be, job done. Tick it off, move forward from it. Don't put numbers to categorise a good or a bad run because then you're never going to win that scenario. Mate, that's a that, that that's a message I think to finish on for me. Um, brilliantly said. Uh, if people want to find you, you are on Instagram. You are Lee M Ryan. Is that right? Correct. Not the Lee Ryan from Blue. Not the Lee, Lee Ryan, Ryan from Ryan. Blue. Yeah. Both both wonderful in your own rights, of course. <laughs> um, uh, anything else that you where you are that you want to mention? Anybody you want to shout out before I let you get back to your busy day, sir? Uh, just just Team Ryan. Our, our motto is Team Ryan never quit. So they will get the the pleasure of listening to this podcast when it goes live. So my wife and my daughter Lillian Sophia. Brilliant, brilliant. I love it. Right, Lee, thank you so much for your time, man. Especially for I know I know it's different time zone over there. Um, sort of shaping your day around chatting to me. I really do appreciate it. Hopefully at some point in the future, maybe when you're uh, when you find your way back to the UK, I know that we have some common bonds in terms of where we're based. So maybe we could catch up for a, a run and a pint at we'll have some a, point a in the future. Run at Rother Valley, mate. We'll, we'll enjoy that. Mate, sounds perfect. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day, mate. All right. Pleasure, mate. Cheers, mate. So that, Matt, was Mr. Lee Ryan. What do you think? Absolutely fantastic, yes. Is that on? He's got the worst timing ever. You know who it is, don't you? <laughs> oh, dear. Let me answer it. Hello. Hello, lads. That man, John! We felt like we haven't been giving you an intro that warranted your stature, so we thought we'd bring back the musical one. We hope you enjoyed it. Oh, dude, that made me blink in shock then. (laughs) First time today? It is. They're a little dry, but it's all right. (laughs) Right then, how was Mexico? Did you get away from Gary? I did. I did, thank God. He was a very strange man. A fast runner, though, so that... So no. Yeah, I'll be honest. I actually found out he was made of stone as I ran past. <laughs> the statue, wasn't it? Yes. So I don't know where I heard the name Gary, but it wasn't. 
Maybe it's just, maybe you need to blink more. Maybe maybe you're falling asleep. Uh, worried about me, stat man John. Might have just been the tequila wearing off. Um, so where are you this week? Uh, this week I found myself in Reykjavik, Iceland. Ooh, what a lovely part of the world. Now again, you've you've been hopping continents, so I assume you'll have needed to procure some kind of identification to get uh, to uh, to Reykjavik. So Matt, give us a little bit of a soundbite. Take my ID. Take ID. Whose identification have you acquired this week, Stat Punch? Uh, this week I am Derek Goes run- Running. Brilliant choice. Derek Goes Running. So apologies, sir. You can have your ID back next week. It'll be ready to collect at the front desk. Uh, so, Stat John, how's Reculate going? What have you been up to? Well, it's quite jam-packed already. I've um, just finished drawing a portrait of a puffing family. <laughs> you didn't know you were an artist, that man, John? Yes, yes, just with a little bit of chalk. And that's yeah. it, done. <laughs> and using paper or? No, never paper, just a bit of pavement. And then <laughs> like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> family of puffins uh what else are you up to what else got planned while you're in Reykjavik um oh I've been playing handball they're quite uh <laughs> eager for it here <laughs> yeah yeah well seeing as I didn't know that it's in football and rugby a couple of weeks ago I'm a little bit concerned at that statement but how are you finding playing handball this you know it's me against seven of them and they've asked me to play in the Olympics I've said no <laughs> <laughs> How is the search for Harold going? So give us some good news. Have you found him? He's not here, lads. It's not good. Damn it! Mm, sorry. Oh, no. Set now. It's been it's been it's been eight weeks. But listen, I'm getting the word out there about Harold. Maybe someone might get in touch that they found him. Who knows? Oh, I so. I need to cross Rekovic off off the list then. Well. Yeah, please. Are we crossing all of Iceland off, Statman John? I imagine you've got your network of puffins checking for him. Yes, yes. Cross it all off. Okay. All right. Iceland's gone. Next place will be the one, I reckon, Statman John. Anything else that you're going to be doing in Reykjavik before you move on? Uh, well, I've literally just found an egg on the floor. I'm going to care for it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what, what egg is it of? Do, you know, do we know, Statman John? No. I've no idea. I'm gonna go, go and get it warm and look after it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair right, enough. Uh, uh, my gums are right. Um, I will speak to you next week then, Statman John. Thank you so much for calling in. Best of luck on your travels, and we'll see you soon. All right. Yes. All right. Ta-ra, lads. Ta-ra. So his search has got to be coming to an end soon, hasn't it, Mark? Yeah, he's been all over the place, hasn't he? Yeah, we I mean, Iceland, wow. Jeez, gets about, doesn't he? He does. We haven't got much longer left in the series for him to find young Harold. Um, mm. Hoping he doesn't have to stay out beyond the end of series three. That'd be a that'd be rubbish. I want him back. But uh, but yeah. always good. Oh, yeah. Missed always, him. Always good to hear from him. Um, how about, so how about Lee Ryan then? What did you think? Yeah, all good. Yeah, the the fact that he goes through all this adversity and, and, and does his records off the back of it. Yeah, it's it's sad that he uh, that he lost his uh, lost his son um, at nine months stillbirth. That that's that that got me that. But um, 
coming out of the back of that and, and doing everything he does. Um, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And, and even the fact that he tried that, att- attempted that, what we mentioned out in the um, good news story a few weeks back. And even though he failed it, it, it didn't put him down. Yeah. He gets up, picks himself back up again. And uh, yeah, just yeah, all inspiring. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, super humble guy as well. Super humble guy for someone who's achieved so much. Um, and, and what an example of like small world as well. I think I mentioned it on last week's show. The fact that yeah. we had him on, we had him on as hero of the week. It was a story that we saw in Runners World. We didn't ever expect to reach out to him, contact him. We didn't really know much about him beyond the fact that he tried this amazing feat. Uh, Nick Finney, good old Dirt Monkey, one of our OG Fart Like family members, was like, I went to school with him. Mm. That's exactly how he talks. And um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry, Nick. And then uh, and then yeah. And then Lee gets in touch, thanks us, and he's like, "Oh, should we have a tweak link up for a chat?" I was like, "Amazing!" And then turns out his missus is from Sheffield, wow. and he's he's done Rother Valley Park Run, so he's done my local park <laughs> run. And then when we were chatting in the preamble, it turns out that his family originally he's an army brat, so you know he. Travels all over the country. I think that's how he got to work. Nick's down south, isn't he? But um, mm. originally, his family's from, I think he said Birkenhead, which is no. 20 minutes from Witness, where I grew up. <clears throat> no, it's a small world. It is small, world, small. small world, wow. but big world. Small world, but big world. Yeah, isn't it? But, yeah, I was going to say, both both from similar places. He's out sudden it up with the United Arab Emirates, rep, repping Adidas. And I've got a podcast that gets 300 <laughs> listens a week. <laughs> We're both we're both achieving our dreams, Lee Ryan. <laughs> no, awesome guy, awesome guy. Uh, really appreciated his time. Really appreciated the good chats. Thank you, Lee. We'll uh, hopefully be able to catch up with you next time you visit in the UK. Um, so, with that being said, Mafu, mm-hmm. it's a monumental day. A monumental day today. And I can see your little no. face looking all confused because you're not quite sure where I'm going with this, are you? No. You're like, and you, you know what's supposed to be happening now? And it's like, is he going to be humble? <clears throat> is he going to be a dick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be that. <laughs> you, would, you would presume with it being me that I'm going to be a dick. But I don't know, I might, I might not be because it is time for the Make Mad Run Challenge. Wow, that's the best you've ever done it. Mate, challenge Matt. But I thought I'd give myself the good build-up because we are doing the Make Matt Run Challenge this series again. Any brand new listeners, this is a challenge that we undertake every single series where I try and beat Matt in a series of running uh, theme challenges. Um, He beats me every time, so he is two series to nil up at the moment. He is. The What the Fart Like Challenge Match Champion. Um, so I've gone out this series to you guys, our Fart Like family, our amazing online running community, and said, can you help me? Uh, can you have a go at helping me beat him? Because I'm being embarrassed and humiliated by him. Uh, so you guys have took him on in a series of running fitness and uh, fun theme challenges over the last seven episodes. Um, we've had plank offs, we've had burpees, we've had press-ups, we've had... Um, what else? we had sports day, we've had the yeah. works. <clears throat> but... What's happened, Mafu? Uh, I'm getting a bit of a pantsing, I think is what you uh, what you say, what you call it. Um, yeah. I was five five one down before this this week this week's uh, challenge. Yep. Uh, so yes, if if you win this one, then then you've won the series. And 
I get to do another forfeit. You do. You do, because every week we have to do a forfeit if we lose. I've only had to do one so far. I got a custard pie to the face. Um, but you've uh, you've racked up a, a series of the other ones, although you're not bloody doing them for some reason. Because uh, I'm injured, I will get we'll get done. We'll get you're done. injured, yeah. You're always injured. Again, if you're brand new to the show, Matt fakes injury at least four times a series. <laughs> um, so this this episode this week, uh, Bob Thomas Drums um, took challenged you initially to a just a straight mile off four days who can run the most miles you couldn't do it though could you no because i'm like you said injured injured <laughs> so it was, in. it was there, so we, i got a sub in super sub super sub yeah so paul who is our website manager uh does loads of stuff behind the scenes for us um one of the team he was uh gracious enough at the last minute to step in and uh, and take it on um and he had a valiant effort it actually was a really really interesting three or four days bob thomas went in and did big day one i think he ran 30 miles in the first day made it very difficult but paul was not um deterred by it he just kept plugging away doing his thing staying in his lane i think is the statement not worrying too much about other people and he clocked really really good mileage himself Final scores in the doors, yeah. though, Matt. Bear in mind, I'm 5-1 up. There are only yeah. five challenges left. So if I beat you today, I am the champion for this series. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get the belt. Yeah. Paul logged 39.25 miles. Brilliant. That's not a bad uh, four days, yes. Well done, really, well done, Paul. Really, really good. Well done, Cheers, Paul. Paul. Bob Thomas... 57. <sighs> that 30 miles on the first day, I think, just did it. There was no comeback. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. That were, that were right effort that first day. Well done. Well do you done. Think, Valiant do you, effort, Paul. Yeah, yeah, no, not, not to put Paul down at all. Paul did amazing. But do you think if you'd have done it, do you think you'd have clocked 57? Or do you think that was just not beatable? No, not in not in four days. Not a chance. Not even even if I was fit, I don't think I would have would have done. No, no, it's not like a chance. fifteen miles a day would have beat it, but that's a lot. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I just I just struggled with that. Yeah, yeah. well done. Well, there we go. That's a good man. <laughs> do, do, do you have a moment? Do you want to have five minutes to? Uh, to this is my. Or are you just gonna style it out or? This is my perfect moment with not you, because you lost. Uh, I'm, I'm the Make Matt Run champion. <laughs> I am the champion. I am the champion of the world. Da-da-da. Jesus. Bye, years. Yeah, sorry, everybody. Wow. Uh, I, I, to, I, I don't really know how to celebrate, because I never win. Do you want to do a speech? Do you want to thank anybody? Do you want to? Um, I'd like to thank God first and foremost. Um, <laughs> I'd I'd like to thank all the members of the Fartlek family who helped me achieve this dream. Um, I'd like no, to. They thank, can all piss off. I'd like to thank you, Matt, 
for being absolutely useless at a lot of the challenges. Um, <laughs> mostly, though, guys, I'd like to thank myself because <laughs> it's, it's my resilience, my hard work, my graft that has enabled this dream to become a reality. And to finally say <laughs> that I am the Make Matt Run champion of Series 3 of the What The Fartlet podcast. Yeah! The crowd got wild, yeah! <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I'm done. Uh, almost as humble as me when I uh, when I got that win on the sports day thing, <laughs> rolling in doing Harry Kane. <laughs> Not Harry Kane. Um, Robbie Kane. Robbie Robbie Kane. Kane. Never humble, so I don't feel bad about this at all. You are the least humble human being. I know you're hyper competitive and you love to rub it in, so I don't feel bad at all. Um, but I am very grateful, more importantly and seriously, to all the guys who've taken part. We've had a little chat though, haven't we, Matt? Uh, mm-hmm. We said earlier in the series that even if one of us won early on, we wouldn't just stop. I'm doing it for pride now, aren't I? Doing it for the pride. You are. It's six one. If it finished six five, that would mean no more forfeits for you to do, less forfeits for you to do, and also mm-hmm. it would feel a little bit more positive for your own sense of mm. self worth. Okay. Yeah. Um that's what I'm doing it for. In the meantime though, you need to do a forfeit, don't you, mister? Oh yes. Oh. So, Another one to add to the ever growing list. Jack, are you on? I'm here. I'm ready. With my envelopes. Okay, cool. Uh, give him a rustle. There you so go. We've still got uh, five forfeits to pick from, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so you've got number one, number two, number six, number nine, and number 11. And within that five, this is the key bit, we do have the loser has to run in a football shirt of the winner's choosing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would mean that I could make Matt, a hardened Sheffield Wednesday fan, run in a Sheffield United shirt, which he's been dreading. And Paul yeah. also agreed that if it comes out this week, he too will run in a Sheffield United shirt. Mm-hmm. So high stakes here for both of them. How are you cool. feeling about that prospect, Matt? It's now a one in five chance. Guilty because if it comes out, it's, it's, done, it's my fault, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100% your fault, yeah. Because yeah. I subbed him in. Yeah, he was help. He was helping out a friend. But man, you, 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 you just had a you just added a clause to the contract, didn't you, last week, and said if you, if you lose, you've got to wear it too. It's called Lord and Gecko, mate. <laughs> um, right, okay, let's pick one. We'll do it nice and quick. Put you out your misery. Ah, uh, like rip it off like a plaster. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Here we go. Wherever one it will be, Matt won't do it for six, seven months anyway. So. Number two is loser has to buy the beers. Oh, yes. that'll make a change, you tight yeah. bastard. There's <laughs> <laughs> a first time for everything in there. <laughs> cheeky, very cheeky. Harsh but fair. It is, yes, very fair. Because <laughs> I'm the tightest bastard going. You're taking me the sweet then, Matt. Oh, yes, that, that sounds like a plan, doesn't it? Yeah. An excuse to go to pub, way. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That could have been worse, couldn't it? 
In not... fact, no, 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 wait, 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 no. It's cheaper to buy your a crate. <laughs> well, to buy your hydrant, yeah. Um, it probably is. <laughs> no, we'll, uh, we'll go. You only have to buy me one beer. Nah, I'll buy you a couple, mate. Don't worry about that. All right. Well, very, very gracious of you. Um, so there's four left. Four left to go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank God it weren't that shit. Oh, oh yeah. what a relief. You've got away with it for another week. You've got a respite. However, I've got a new challenger for you. And, no, it's, no. Our, and it's our very, very good friend. Real mm-hmm. friend, as well as fart-like friend. Yeah. Scottingham Forest himself. Scottingham Forest. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, think he lives anywhere near Nottingham, though, does he? <laughs> Scottingham Forest sounds funny. It doesn't have to be geographically accurate. Uh, <laughs> so Mr. Slowfire himself, Scotty boy. Is uh, he's got a challenge for you? So Jack, do you want to roll the audio, and we'll see what Matt's doing with Scott this week. Matthew, Roberts, hope you're well. Scott here, slow Farrer on the gram. For those that enjoy that sort of thing. Now, Matthew, you've been challenged quite a lot recently. Your physical state has been put to the test, and to be fair, you've done a little decent job, especially as most of the time you've been in your work uniform, um, nice and sweaty for the passengers on your bus. What a treat! Now, I am going to give you a certain doing test and um, test out your brain capacity. I'm going to challenge you to a spot of mastermind. So, gen up, young man, find your specialised subject, and I'll see you soon. Much love. You do realise I'm trying to win this second half, don't you? Yeah. It's it's Scott. He got me doing a bloody mastermind challenge. When I I first met you, right, we... I met you through Zoom chats and, and Zoom and uh, Zoom quizzes, didn't I? Yeah. And who won the Zoom quizzes? Scott. <laughs> so, give me a break. Scott, Scott, Scott won so many of the quizzes that we he stopped taking part and we made him the chaser on our chase themed quizzes. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Oh God. I think I can see this being like. 11-1, or what is it, or 10-1, or whatever it is. That's the worst case scenario. Um, but, you know, you, you'll do it. You, you get to do a specialist subject. What's your specialist subject going to be? Uh, ooh, specialist subject. <laughs> Injuries. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, going to be Wednesday, isn't it? Chef Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, Chef okay. Wednesday. Specialist okay. subject, ooh. I've got to get some uh, research. Yeah, get SWAT in, and then we'll have a general knowledge round as well. That might be where you come unstuck. To yeah, I'll be screwed on that one. <laughs> um, so, good. So that's happening on Saturday. We're going to IG live it. Whoop, oh. whoop. Oh. Um, just to humiliate you it live and in technical. Do, um, do I have to sit in a chair and get a spotlight on me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. Oh, that's Jumanji. <laughs> Mastermind music. <laughs> I don't know. That started doing Jumanji, didn't I? This episode. <laughs> it's, it's going to part in it. Um, right, okay. But yeah, so Saturday night, tune in. You've not got anything better to do. I know you all have got better things to do, but just please humour us. Give us 20 minutes of your time to watch Matt take on Scott in what promises to be, if nothing else, an absolutely hilarious evening of quizzing. Um, that will be fun, fun, fun. Now then, Matthew. Uh-huh. Normally, I would ask, have you got a good news story for me today? You but would. instead, I would like to ask, instead, I would like to ask, if you mind, if I give you a good news story today. Well, have you got a good news story for me today, Robert? 
I'm Brian Blessed. Um, yeah, I have actually. Uh, I thought I'd, I thought I'd switch it around a little bit, and I do want. And the reason I've asked to do it is because uh, I I know the guy who is going to be our hero of the week this week. Um, so our hero of this week is uh, Gaz Kenny. Uh, I know Gaz. Uh, he's a Whitney, fellow Widnesian. Uh, he is a very very good footballer. Uh, who we used to play for the same Sunday League team. Uh, I say that loosely in the sense of I was absolutely at my pinnacle of, of my ability in being on the bench for the Sunday League team. He did it just to get a bit of fitness for his semi-professional Saturday League career. So um, he's a very, very good footballer um, who also just so happens to be going to Wembley. Uh, they've just won to the FA Vars. I think they're oh, going nice. to the final of, of that at Wembley in a couple of weeks uh, for Ryland's FC. So yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's and he's a really nice guy as well. Really, really nice guy. Anyway, Gaz found running fairly recently. Uh, which makes it even more frustrating. Um, but since the 1st of January, with a friend, they have been running virtually from Land's End to John O'Groats. Um, so 874 miles. They gave themselves 12 months to do it. But as of this Sunday, they have just completed it. Oh, a nice one. Uh, running for Mind. Uh, the plan was to get it done within five months. So they finished it today, which is the 16th of May. So 123 10Ks. 15, four 15Ks, four half marathons, and a full marathon over the course of four months. Nice pretty, one. pretty awesome. Yeah. And then finished his uh, finished his marathon, last marathon today, after playing in the semi-final, <laughs> after running 10Ks <laughs> half marathons in like three hours, 50 minutes, just sauntered to it, you know what I mean? Oh, nice. um, so pretty, pretty impressive. Raising money for Mind, um, amazing charity as well. Very, very worthwhile. Um, raised a uh, set of goal of £1,500. Um, currently sat at £2,380. Oh, so. smashed it then. Smashed it. Absolutely Good hammering one. it. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Just just one of life's nice guys. I like Gaz a lot. Um, so I wanted to get on and uh, and, and just uh, whack some lyrical about the challenge that he's been doing. We're going to put the Just Giving in our bio. We're going to share it on social media. If you do have a couple of pennies, it's a really good charity to give to. It's a really good cause to give to. And what an accomplishment, man. It's a lot of running. And and, and like I follow him on social media and those runs have been quick. You know, he's not he's not mm-hmm. walked or plodded those runs. He's been running sort of like 40 minute 10Ks every single day. It's got to take its toll on the body and yeah, smashed it. So yeah, awesome. Gaz. You are our running hero of the week, sir. We salute we you. Salute you, sir. Um, that being said, though, speaking of people we know, Jack, you had somebody else you wanted to shout out in terms of good news stories, didn't you? Yes, I do. Can you hear me? You can indeed, Jack. Cool. I've turned off my camera, but turned on my mic. Anyway, so I'd like to mention someone, Georgina Chester. So she's from my little town, and normally they do a summer fate at their school, fell from community college to raise money, but unfortunately because of COVID, they can't do that. So she's only just got into running recently and she's trying to run 100 kilometres over 10 days. So that's obviously 10K a day. Um, but because she's a mum, she's having to go and do her runs at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. And that's not pleasant along the coast where it's also windy and murky and rainy recently. But she's heading out every morning at 4.30 a.m. to get her 10Ks done to raise money for Cancer Research UK, My Sister's House, which is a local charity and the Worldwide Fund for Nature. So... I'll pop that link down in the bio along with Gaz's. And again, if you've got any spare pennies, just chuck it their way because I think it's such a good cause. And being a mum, I think it sets a good example for the kids. Getting up and still getting your runs done or your tasks done for the day early sets you up 
So that's my little shout out. Yeah, another running yeah. hero of the week who we absolutely do salute as well. Uh, stories coming thick and fast now. Extraordinary achievements by seemingly ordinary people. So uh, well done, everybody. Keep them coming. We love hearing from them and we will share them as much as we can. Uh, we've got some fan calls, Mafu. Yes, uh, we've got th- thanks to uh, Statman John for his ever phone calls again, coming in at the wrong times, always. Yep, always. Uh, Lee Ryan, thank you to you. Uh, your story was amazing. Um, Graham Lindley, for the super amazing theme music. Love it. I went for it. Yeah, I know. You did, yeah. I love it. We're role reversers now. I'm doing good news stories. You're doing Brian <laughs> Blessed. You're doing amazing theme music. I love it. Yeah, brilliant. Um, thanks for Paul for stepping in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, awesome, awesome work. Uh, Bob Thomas, yep. great running. And... Thanks to Scott for his bloody challenge this week. Yeah, cheers, mate. Through gritted <laughs> teeth, he says. He says, yeah. Brilliant. Um, I think that's about it, isn't it? Uh, yes. Next week, who have we got on the show? Yeah, so next week we've got Jonathan Freire. Freire? Freire? Of Curly's Athletes fame. You've bigged them up a fair few times, haven't you? Yeah, man. For their races. So, yeah, interesting to hear what he's got to say. Yeah, looking forward to chatting uh, to Jono. It's a really good one. Well, I say it, looking forward to I've already recorded it. And I can tell you it's a really good one. Um, brilliant. We wanted to get the perspective of a race organiser, an events organiser. Um, but he t- Jono talks about his own um, uh, kind of running journey as well, including being a world champion bog snorkeling triathlete. Oh, 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 what? You'll have to wait and see, Matthew. Um, but he also talks about um, Curly's and the highs and the lows and the the challenges, particularly through COVID, of, of running yeah. a running company. And they are an awesome running company. If you're not based in the north you, or particularly kind of Yorkshire way, you might not know too much about um, Curly's, Yorkshire, Lincoln kind of, Lincolnshire kind of way. But, um, um, but they are awesome. They are awesome. They run the Normanby 10K, uh, Donnie 10K. Um, the Brig 10K, which is uh, in supporting of the military. Um, they're, they're, they're awesome. They're, they're a really, really cool race company and um, give a lot to charity. They're awesome. So really happy to talk to him. Really happy to share his story. Want to tune in for next week. Um, of course, we have another After the Finish Line coming up on Saturday with Jack. And you know what, Matt? Yes. We're going to get Jack in a minute to come on and I'll tell you something. His guest this week is sexy. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking like a 10. I'm talking, I'm talking, there aren't things I wouldn't do to this person. (laughs) You're talking about me then, aren't you? No, maybe. Jack, what's coming up after the finish line this week? It was a special, special guest this week. It's hard to book, Matt, really hard to book. He's such a busy man. Um, I had to put my hand in my pocket to book him out, actually. He's, um... (laughs) Sexy, handsome, long hair, nice long strides when he runs. His name is Robert Hitchmo. It's me! It's me! Did you see this? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's go back to what you said previous. You said what I wouldn't do to this person. What I haven't haven't already done to him, I'm completely honest. It's been it's been it's been been twenty twenty five years since I hit puberty, mate. We've we've been through a lot together, me and Rob Hitchmo. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one then, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm joining you on a Jackie boy for my YouTube day, my, well, not YouTube debut, I, I do the bonus stuff normally, don't I? But we're going to be talking about this week's episode, chatting a bit more about Lee Ryan. You're going to hit me with some quick fire questions, I'm excited to do that. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be good bants and good times. I was, I was honoured to be invited, Jack. Thank you. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm, me too, mate. So that's going to be going out on YouTube on Saturday morning like it normally does. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for some exclusive content and banter. Um, what else? That's about it. I think we're nearly yeah, done, boys, done. except for to say thank you to all of you guys, our amazing Fat Like family, for continuing to listen. Um, we've had some really nice comments on the back of last week's episode with Mr. Roberto De Niro. Uh, Roberto Wah. Love, love, love that we're getting new listeners. We're getting new interactions. We love hearing what you think of the show. We love hearing um, more about your running journey. So please do keep hitting us up on social media. Give us a follow, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just uh, hit search for What The Fart Like. You'll find us. We're the only ones. Um, and come and have a chat with us, man. If you want to follow me for whatever reason on Instagram, I'm at Little Wonder Boy Rob. Yeah, and I'm at Matty Owls. Jack. Come on. And I'm at Jack Penfold Running. Well done, he's got that nailed now. Um, so nothing left for me to say, guys, apart from I hope you're enjoying your runs if you're out on them. I hope you're enjoying your recovery of your back from them. Please do continue to be wonderful. Be excellent to each other. And we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace out.